0: We deal with Snap and TikTok and Pinterest and Meta on on really deep levels. Yes, all four of those platforms are video first. Hundred percent. That's how they they attract the people that are there. That's how they sell their advertising. That's how the consumer it. wants to consume. And that's how the consumer wants it. So yes. Now that you know that, um, now start working with your your agencies, whoever that is. Yes. Is how do you infiltrate that kind of methodology that makes sense to tell stories about your brand and your dealership? Welcome to the Matador Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry.
1: Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Matador Buscast. Yes, I said Buscast. I have done podcasts in planes, trains, automobiles, and yachts. I have yet to do one in a bus, but we are here at Dallas, Texas, NADA 2023, with a good old friend of mine, All right, Kevin O'Rourke. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Jason, great How's to doing? see you. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been a little while, yeah. It's been a little while. Yeah. A few I like, things I like the setup. This is uh, unique and <laughs> usual. I love it. This, uh, You know what? We always try to find something fun right? And yeah. I was doing a little research and I found out this thing. The largest party bus in the United States called the Big Tax. I mean, only in Texas. Only, only in, Texas. in Texas would you find something like this and I just I couldn't help myself. I had to. I'm like I gotta know. I want to know. I need to see it. And it's yeah, it's been a lot of That's fun. Great. We did a very crazy karaoke party last night. You know, as dealers, NADA, this is a good time. But so yeah, hey, thanks for taking the time to come jam. Of course, yeah, a uh, lot of buzz, crazy in there, right? Yeah, I, mean, just I think so much stuff going on. There's lots going on. I think the the attendance, I think, is has, has changed a little bit. Of a new
0: venue, mm-hmm. a little more energy. Um, it's it's a good scene in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, I, I love it, but it's huge. I, I, I Honestly, I, I got about halfway through it, and I thought I was done and didn't even realize there's like a whole nother half another section once you get past that Toyota area. Right. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. I, for me, I find a little sensory overload sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think so you, much you empathize a little bit too with dealers and
0: dealer groups that there's so much choice. There's so much, uh, whether it be software, whether it be services, mm-hmm. that there's so much to have to go through that it's, it's kind of inundating sometimes.
1: But I am super impressed with the dealers that are attending. Uh, they have done their research. Uh, they have a shopping list of who they want to go talk to. Yeah. And they have very key questions. They're not rolling up and go, so, so what do you do? You know, like, that's not it. It's yeah. like, no, I'm coming in. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking to achieve. Can you guys assist me? That's a, I'm pretty darn impressed, actually, with the dealer body here.
0: Right. Yeah, I think there's there's more sophistication that, that comes along with it. They've done some research. They're looking for specific solutions now, as opposed to just looking for something that will... Be the flavor of the week flavor of the month they're looking at real strategy and they're trying to look at something that's going to really help their business move forward
1: yeah and a fair amount of canadians yeah there's like, uh, there's a good good, good group, good group. There's,
0: mm-hmm. here there's uh, quite a few vendors and i've seen lots of dealers in fact um ran into the hyundai canada crew they've got mm-hmm. a, a good contingent yeah i saw don was here, here. Yep, yep so yeah it's a good representation
1: yeah really really good and uh, that you know what i i love that yeah. right you know um you know i i moved to canada Let's see. I was in Canada. I just moved back to the states, but I was in Canada for twelve, almost thirteen years. Yeah. You know, and um, you know when I got to Canada, right? It was two thousand, late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine. You know, and I was. I remember consulting with some of the first dealerships and like, yeah. sorry, BDC. What? <laughs> what? 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 What is this thing you call Facebook? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like seriously, okay. You know, um, but I, I find the the Canadian dealer is uh, is is be, that gap between the U.S. dealer and the mm-hmm. Canadian dealer, as far as uh, you know, uh, uh, being proactive or utilization of technology or digital strategies and stuff like that, yep. it's gotten a lot, 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 lot smaller over the years. It
0: has, and I think there's there's scale of opportunity that that happens there, mm-hmm. especially when you start talking about tech stacks and innovation, where when you've got a Canadian dealer that comes to a U.S. enterprise like this. They're larger dealers of in the U.S. Of course, the scale Huge. is much larger, but it doesn't preclude the fact that some of that tech stack can be used in Canada for for smaller scale, smaller dealers. But as as you know, you know, there's a lot of dealer groups in Canada now, so we are becoming quite a large enterprise. So a lot of the the tech stack that you see at, at a show like this is becoming super relevant even in Canada.
1: Yeah, and you're seeing U.S. groups buying Canadian dealer for groups sure, and as, as you start so, seeing yeah. the, the dollar slip. Into that kind of low 70s market, yeah. you're,
0: you're going to start seeing that as an attractive.
1: I, I think for the Canadian market, it's going to be a really, really interesting 2023. Um, you know, it's so funny because I, you know, I, I have on the agency, I have can, I have Canadian dealers and I have US dealers. And, you know, talking to them is just such a different set mm-hmm. of, of concerns and strategies and so on. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to go from talking to one Nissan dealership that has 13 vehicles in stock to another one that has 917 in stock. Right. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, t- totally different motivations, totally yeah. different, um, you know, methods that they need to do to kind of bring in certain customers as they go through. And I think it's, you know, 2023 is going to be almost a bit of a back in time type of scenario that mm-hmm. rewind the times back to 2018, 2019, when... Instead of if you have it, you'll sell it. Inventory levels are starting to return. Mm-hmm. You're starting to get customers that even though, you know, certainly in Canada, we've got some interest rate uh, fluctuations that for the first time in many years, dealers are going to have to be pretty active in how they attract those customers, how to bring back yes. that customer base but also looking at kind of not even necessarily innovative ways, but efficient ways of being able to kind of bring in some of those customers.
1: I'm with you. I mean, I think some of the things that uh, you know, people are saying about focusing for this year is kind of getting back to the basics. But I do cringe a little though mm-hmm. when I hear that because I'm like, which basics are we talking about right. are we talking about the, the the basics that we were really on track uh, to, to do in 2019 um, or are we talking about the basics from 2008 2009 yeah, well, you
0: know? and I think it's it's about value proposition that a dealership's gonna have to have mm-hmm. just like I had mentioned before like it's it's a return where you're now competing for that that customer's dollar now. It's yes. not about that dealer happens to have a Ford F-150, so I'm going to deal with them because they have it. Now you're actually going to have to put together those stories of the dealership. What are you what's what's your value proposition? What makes you special? And yes. we're returning to that side of it. You're right. Returning back to basics from a marketing perspective, I think, is is cringeworthy from that side, because you do have to kind of keep step with how audiences and how Canadians are actually looking to you. Yes. They do a lot of that research on their own more so than they ever have. But I think it's one of those kind of elements, social media being certainly one of them, of, of being able to bring them in, tell your story in a different way. And it's no longer just showing a vehicle with 0% for 84. Now it's talking a little bit about what's, what's the dealership experience? What's the brand that the dealer group? Which, which I think in,
1: in, in 19, we were seeing a lot of that, especially in Canada. Right. We've seen a lot of that was the transition. That was the direction we were heading mm-hmm. in. And you know for the last three years, the story has been written for them. Right? They didn't have to create a story. It was, uh, I have it. Do you want it? This is how much it is. Like the story was predefined for them. And now we're getting into a place now where we're going to have to start telling the story. Um, From an operations perspective, we're going to actually have to have salesmanship. Salesmanship is going to now have to come back. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. You know, we're no longer order takers. Actually, let me get your thoughts on that. We can't be order takers anymore. We got to get back to sales. I I think
0: you're absolutely right. And And it comes from, things that you just mentioned before that was very inventory driven and kind of demand and supply driven, Mm -hmm. where now the customer experience side of the equation is going to have to elevate significantly, not just from what a salesperson has to do when someone enters into the the dealership themselves, but how do you portray yourself, whether it be in social or some of the other advertising. But that idea of, um, you know, the value of vehicles has, you know, plummeted, probably wrong word, but it's dropped considerably it's dropped. from a, a buyback perspective where you could reach out and just say, hey, there's an opportunity here to have you move into a new vehicle. You're now going to have to have that salesmanship, salespersonship that comes in to be able to help tell that story of why you and not someone else. And it's not just about that, that That vehicle anymore. It's about the person, the dealership, the culture that's being presented.
1: Yeah, we have to write the story now, right? And 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 I think we, if we're going to get back to the basics of marketing, Mm -hmm. then we have to get back to where I I really think the Canadian dealer body was starting to embrace their storytelling abilities. You know, and a lot of those storytelling abilities is is they're operationally based, right? You you said it earlier, experience, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Look, experience is never generated by one large thing, right? Because if it was, we would all do it and life would be great and we just, every time they come in they hit the experience button, balloons and everything would come down from the sky and it would be awesome, right. right? But it's not. It's the little things that make up these experiences and, you know, I to your point, getting back to the storytelling, you know, what do you think some of the dealers out there that may be listening or watching right now, you know, what is some of those story elements and how do they need to get back to those basics?
0: Yeah, I think there's, you had mentioned it before, it's just people like to do business with people as -hmm. opposed to just that product and you have to kind of show your personality as a dealership social does give you that really interesting way of being able to within an ad unit tell a thousand different stories and Uh it be actionable which is different than you have in any other medium when you've got a a dealership themselves being able to kind of tell the story of that that dealership and why you and not someone else little things like how do you hire people (laughs) has a big role to play on how you want to purchase something if you know that that dealership treats their employees really well or their hiring practices are are, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the features advantages and benefits of a vehicle but to a person to see how someone is personable with how they treat the people within their own organization plays huge roles yes in a in a social side we always encourage all our our clients themselves is that it's not just about the vehicle but tell the stories about your dealership whether it's uh, service sales your hiring practices how you do buybacks how how do you do things easy for people to be able to come through so that the content is is really what drives that through so what's changed dramatically in social is in addition to just the advertising efficiency and effectiveness is that those stories can be told really well on social because yes. that's the platform it's a visual platform in many cases that it allows you to kind of showcase those things and that's that's really what the change from a basics of marketing moving it to, like, how are you telling that story in front of the right audience?
1: Well, let's talk about how to tell uh, yeah. that story. Like, like, okay, so I understand marketing dollars have been put on pause for many, many, many Canadian mm-hmm. dealers, you know, for, for some time now, right? Well, and a lot has changed, actually, in those last couple of years. Um, uh, just behavioral targeting and targeting parameters that we had... When you were investing your dollars, don't even exist now these days. You know what Kevin's saying is that you know you really need to become the storyteller of your business, all right? Because you know just putting out a two hundred and fifty dollars biweekly ad, you're not going to be able to target the low, low, low hanging audiences that you w- well, were able to it's do. It's the before. exact same
0: story as someone else. If you do zero percent for eighty four or two hundred and fifty dollars biweekly, how is that story different than? the next dealership. And what's different in that kind of equation is that's your story. Well, that's not the
1: experience, right? See, that's the kicker, right? Look, me and you both have been in the automotive industry for quite some time. And this happens to me whenever I go to a dinner party with a bunch of new people. They find out that I'm in the automotive industry. (laughs) And they go, well, let me tell you about the last car I bought. Like, like I did something about it. Um, But here's the one thing I've always found super fascinating every single time they kind of like reel up to tell me their story is i've yet i have yet to ever meet someone tell me about the 250 bi-weekly car they bought
0: right yeah <laughs> it's it, it's how it's it definitely not a life. part of the story right. it's not a part yeah. of the story yeah and it's you know the a vehicle purchase as we all know in the auto side is it's really about the life moment and how are you trying to accommodate what's happening in their life at the time yes whether that's. Kids are growing up. If kids going off to university, the changes, loss of job, whatever that is, that the vehicle is really this weird reflection point on people's lives at the moment in time that happens. The advantage to something social is it is that's the nature of what social media is. It's, it's telling a life story in front of your eyes with the ability to share it with others. Mm-hmm. But brands are now part of that that story. Dealerships are now part of that story. So, what I say, doing kind of storytelling, understand what those life cycles are. There's some great targeting that happens within social that, you know, we can certainly help clients with and being able to establish. But it's also being able to identify what do those life moments mean to a vehicle and vice versa. Like what what's that need and want on that 100%. side? And that gets you away from 0% for 84 or even if it's a higher price because you're now meeting that life expectation. It's, well, you're connecting
1: your check You're, ch- you're connecting. You're connecting with the customer yeah. at the customer's level. Yeah. Um, and and let, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're going to tell a story, all right, you need to tell the story through video. I'm actually at the point now where I just think it's unacceptable. Like I just literally, guys, I know you might get mad at me, but if you're a Canadian dealer out there right now, all right, you're running, and you're running an active marketing campaign and video is not a part of that campaign, you're doing it wrong. I, just, I don't even have room for margin anymore at this yeah. point, right? Where it's just like how I – mean, it's visual. it There's tonality, all right? You I can connect. I can see. I can hear, you know, and it's just – it's a shame. It's yeah. a shame that if you're not out there, if you're not doing it, but it, it, that's the kind of – I'm not saying you need to do other formats. Video needs to be a part yeah. of that storytelling. Video
0: has got to be right uh, front and foremost. And if you don't have a, a digital agency that kind of believes in that – uh, as well then yep. you should be questioning that
1: I agree the, the way
0: to kind of look at it is look at all the social platforms I mean we we deal with snap and TikTok and Pinterest and Meta on, on really deep levels yes all four of those platforms are video first hundred percent how they they attract the people that are there that's how they sell their advertising that's how the consumer it. wants to consume and that's how the consumer wants it so yes now that you know that um, now start working with your your agencies whoever that is yes. is how do you infiltrate that kind of methodology that makes sense to tell stories about your brand and your dealership. That's yes. that's the magic sauce.
1: And don't complain if you're paying a little bucks to to produce it cuz I'm tired of that. You mm-hmm. what do you mean I got to I got to spend some money to, to to make a video? Yes, you do. But the side the the the, uh, the benefit of that though is that still even today it blows my mind of how low cost per views are on video. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we we've been doing video ads since 1617 and legitimately the price hasn't fluctuated that much. Here we are in 2023. Yeah. It's the only ad format that I don't think has actually fluctuated as far as the, much in the actual cost per view. Yeah. You know, like, so like, yes, you're going to spend a few bucks making a video, but the dollars you're putting into it is going to be far less than if you're running into a top fab. Yeah, video. And,
0: and video certainly within social and even more so from an uh, auto dealer's perspective is think of it more as a movie trailer
1: there you, you go, guys, I love it. You guys are selling the movie on the other like, and, and, and think and, about what a movie trailer does. what a movie trailer Sells does. Sells the sizzle, not the steak. Right. But go, it, it also is inf- informative.
0: <laughs> it, it also tells a little bit of a story about it. Yes. But it, it craves them to kind of move on forward. A static display ad that you might have in a, in a programmatic scenario is is only going to tell you what the offer is. That's it. It's something you can get in a thousand other places. But what they can't understand is when you're doing video, it it captures the moment in time that sits there. 100%. Their life cycle that they're... and. And the personalities that come through, whether or not it's a salesperson in the dealership, whether it's the GM, whether it's the technician, those are those are kind of behind the scenes of what makes your dealership different and the culture that you've you know started to um, you know embrace from that side. Yes. And how do you display that? You could only do that in video.
1: No, you can't. And look, you, you got to dig a little deeper when it comes to that video message, right? Look, look. At the end of the day, we all know that you're a Toyota or a Mazda dealership. You got a 30 foot freaking sign outside your building saying what you are. Okay. I am, t- I'm done. If <laughs> it even says it right at the top, what you are, you're a Mazda dealer. I get it. I don't need to know. I need to know more about you, yeah. uh, about the brand, not just what you do. We we get you, you sell metal, you service metal, why you do it the way you do it will connect to me yeah. as a customer. But what do you, what do you think that looks like that? Why? How's the, that translate out?
0: Like the why f- for the the story itself? Like why why have it go yeah. forward?
1: Why me versus the other seventeen Nissan stores that are you know, thirty minute drive?
0: Yeah, it. and I think it, it goes back to what we had talked about before. Other people like to do business with people they like. Yeah, it's uh, that it's that experience. Uh, it's an right? experience that that drives um, you know anything that comes there, and it's also showcasing that vehicle in different ways. Mm-hmm. So socials great at, because of the fact they're able to kind of do it both visually, whether it's video or otherwise. But you know some of our most successful campaigns are inventory ads or catalog ads that you might call on different platforms. The images that are kind of cycling through there, there's one thing where we do kind of uh, direct lead generation that comes off of it and we can, uh, scrape and have inventory as part of that dynamic process. Uh-huh. The images of the vehicles that resonate the best are not stock photography. It's shots from within your own yard, or even in some cases it could be a vehicle that has just arrived off of the trailer like it it creates just it's coming it's rough because that's how when they enter into your dealership that's how they're going to see it it's authentic it's transparent and it starts to build credibility for that dealership that you're not going to you know bullshit them on the way through (laughs) this isn't you know think about yourself as a consumer if you are on, um, you know, certainly for the Canadian audience, if you're on something like a Kijiji classified and someone is selling yes. something that you're looking for, there, there's a brand new um, uh, chair that you want to be able to pick up. <laughs> if someone puts a stock photography from Ikea on that as an ad, you're less likely to reach out to it than if it was a picture of someone taking a picture of that. Yeah, actual, actually in my house. 100%. Actual chair. I wanted to see the that, condition. That's
1: what it looked like. Before you open the box and try to put the seventeen hundred pieces together, yeah. and then had forty-seven pieces still left over. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and
0: and there's there's some divisiveness that where they'd say, "Well, I don't have the assets. I don't have that. That's long gone now." There's thousands of vendors that can do that. You can Where's do this it. Thing? There's a little device have that we call. Have you a seen phone. these things? Yeah, they're new. I don't understand. Now, so, but I tell you, that they're pre- they're
1: pretty amazing. You know, there's there's this red button on yeah. it, yeah. and, and that's if I it hit it, holy High crap! I'm, I'm making. Video, yeah. and I'm going to tell a story of how amazing our podcast exactly. is. And oh, there's um, <laughs> there's a misnomer too that
0: because a brand new vehicle, yes. well, people, it's, the stock photography is going to be no, fine. T- it's t- brand new; it doesn't change, but it, it makes 100%. a big deal,
1: hundred percent. And and look, I think you know we've been talking a lot for for the Canadian dealers out there watching this, we've been talking a lot about you know buying experience, buying experience, buying experience. You've heard this now for the last five years. You now need to start thinking about marketing experience. Mm-hmm. All right and it's not it's it's not acceptable anymore to market at the customer you need to market to the customer and that's an entirely different mindset right yep. that means you need to know your customer before you just go randomly start putting out something out there know the customer and here's here's what customers appreciate now in a marketing experience mm-hmm. they feel like they're known all right and that they're if if i if i need to engage with you it's easy right i want and that's and that's what everybody wants in a good experience is, right yeah. they they want to be known and then they also want the most Frictionless um, uh, connection possible, right? So you know, I don't know about you. Look, I'm getting on my soapbox. This happens. This <laughs> happens when I talk about marketing. I apologize. I get on my soapbox. Okay, all right. But you know, the the, the fact the fact that we're putting you know one singular ad out there, it, th- there's not. This is not a one size fits all. Okay. Right. You have the, oppor- the opportunity. We're talking about telling stories, right? Mm-hmm. Tell the story to that audience. One, and then two, a form. Form? I'm form? No, no, this is me. I, I get all right. I'll get out of my soapbox in one more second. I'll just <laughs> say, I'll just finish this. Okay. I hate forms. I hate everything about a form. All right. Let me get your first name, last name, email address, phone number, blood type, shoe size, and firstborn just for the opportunity to take that information, shove it into a CRM so you can get an automated email telling me how much I appreciate your time, but don't respect your time. And I'll get back to you whenever the hell it's actually convenient for me as a business to get back to you. Yeah. Right. Consumers today, right now, marketing experience, connection. They want to be connected. Yeah, I want to see the story. I want to read the story. And I want to connect. Love yeah. to get your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's two things um, to what you said. There's one that you want to be able to market to someone to be able to know them. Yes. There's another element that is super powerful. And that's the, the benefit of a social media kind of agency or platform coming through is that it's also talking about your circle of influencers, yep. whether that's friends or family as it starts to come through. And, and this idea of. You know, loosely defined as lookalike audiences to make sure that you've got that that element that sits there but you're right ultimately there's an enormous amount of value that dealers need to have on their first party data certainly within a, in a social side of things things have changed with apple's O E or ios rather and and how those things are aggregated through but there's some great value in being, being able to capture you know the information that you have about those people you're right you don't have to have this detailed laundry list of i need to know everything about you Really, the two pieces of information that are the most powerful in marketing right now mm-hmm. is a mobile number and an email note, or,
1: and an email address that are valid. Uh, I'd probably even argue on the email address more these like days. E- each of those <laughs> allows yes, a number, you to yes. kind of
0: start to open up, um, not just an audience perspective, yeah. but it also starts to um, coordinate some of the behaviors that are happening in your online life and offline 100%. as you go through that you can start to establish a bit of a persona about that person we are not in a place certainly in Canada with privacy restrictions as we go through to be able to on a one-to-one it's, it's however crazy what we can do here right <laughs> but there's there's some value in being able to not just scale on kind of behaviors and like uh, mm-hmm. moments from there but there it gives you that opportunity to be your your best foot forward to be able to showcase a particular vehicle in that life stage that you're going through so there's there's some great value in being able to do that but there's you're right forms are not great but there are elements within that form that are imperative as you start moving forward to build audiences. And that form doesn't have to take the place of being taking you off the platform itself. Yes. Meta, all four of them, quite frankly, gives you that ability to have a native kind of collection that lives in there. But that's you right. Don't I don't have need, to, have I don't need
1: to disconnect this thing. So, I can run messenger ads. Yeah. I can hit the button. I can have a conversation. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't be too concerned about we want to make sure that that ad is driving directly to our VDP page all the way. There's also some element there that that user actually wants to stay on platform. They don't want to have to zip off. They're using this, the, the platform as a well, feed it's, of information. It's,
1: it's the purpose behind us creating a marketing experience, yeah. right? And, and, and I hate to say it. If, if you think that the, the purpose behind of you creating a marketing experience is to generate leads, you're wrong, right? The purpose behind a good marketing experience yeah. is to generate a conversation. And and I think that's what I think. Agree. I, and I think yeah. Canadian. This is one of I think the biggest strategies. If you're out there watching, listening around in 2023, and I'm gonna, I'll push you to do this. Stop counting leads. Start counting conversations. Because conversations we can turn into connections. Connections can turn into appointments. Those turn into cars. Yeah. Car deals, right? Leads, it's just someone raising their hand with a question. Yeah. Great. Be there to answer it. That doesn't mean that's going to turn into a conversation. Conversation. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the one way to kind of look at it, you're right. Leads are important for sure. But you think of a lead as, as in our side of the business, a lead is a pixel yes, that, <laughs> that gives you a track to let you know that something has happened, some engagement has some happened.
1: Some action's taken. That's right. it. On the customer side. Which that is great. other
0: side is that that engagement of the conversation. Yes. Those things are the most valuable. You can have a thousand leads, but if you have one conversation, that one conversation is probably more important than the 999
1: I others. I totally agree. So. And that's a different mindset. And I think you know, I think if you're out there watching, listening right now, I know we're going towards the tail end of our conversation. But I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways what Kevin just said. All right, is is it, you got 999 leads, but that one conversation can be worth more, more than yeah. And all I those, think it's all,
0: it's, all it's evaluating what those leads are and the quality score that you might want to assess to them. Of course, as you go through, if it's something that they have come in through certain places, like in our in our world, we're, we're dealing with the four major socials. From there, each one of those social platforms that come in from a lead holds a different kind of relevance for that dealership as they for go sure. through. If it's something that's coming through Pinterest, as an example, they're a very visual kind of platform. Obviously you've
1: got video. I, I, could, I, hope, could do, I love Pinterest, by the way, like I, I, I've fallen in love with Pinterest. Yeah. I, I know a like Canadian dealers are not doing stuff with Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest. Yes, is a beautiful place um, because I, there's just something so unique that I didn't realize. And I've actually now become a Pinterest yeah. user um, is because you go there to shop. You don't go there to be social you go there to shop. So, man, and, we can we do a whole podcast yeah, on Pinterest. It, it, I won't go any further. And <laughs> I think that's the
0: charm of something that, you know, Dealers United or, or BuyerBridge brings to the table is those nuances within each one of the social or has so, a role so to unique. play. And so, they've evolved. Some of so them have evolved. Gone are the days of, you know, that we're only going to do search and we're only going to do Facebook and then we're done. So we've done Facebook. We must be doing social. Yes. Social has become much larger and different kind of niche pieces that sits in there. Mm-hmm. And I'll say as you're as you're talking to some of our our group, you'll have different elements within those social platforms that will will get right down to as an example. Pinterest works really well in the last ten days of a month because it's very visual. Yes. You might have something that one of the mistakes that I think dealers make and just business overall is that thought of, well, I'm not on Pinterest, so it must not work. <laughs> so it's it's this kind of focus group of one. You really have to kind of look. I remember at the having. I remember having that
1: conversation that. in the early two thousands. Well, I don't use that intranet, right? Yeah, so my customers don't either.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just being, and that's the evolution I think of marketing and, and the that's strategies. And, and taking it back to when we just had first started, is that it's it's back to basics in one way, but mm-hmm. it's also a recognition of how tech stacks have helped things through and how audiences interact now. Audiences don't just sit on one social media all the no. way through. They're going on all four of them at different times of the day, different times of the month for different reasons as they go through. And as you have that piece of creative and the strategy that we might bring to the table or your digital agency, that's really what you want to pay attention to is how do you best captivate unique and unduplicated audiences Mm -hmm. and how do you double touch and retarget those that you've already done that allows you to kind of build this really robust environment. For that marketing experience. That marketing has. That it, right? marketing
1: experience is not yeah. just marketing for the sake of marketing. It's a marketing experience. Hey, look, I'm yeah. um, Kevin. I know we're towards the tell end yeah. of our time today. Sure. I know me and you could easily just continue yeah, to riff law. like another yeah. hour. Yeah. I love talking marketing with you, man. It's, good it's so good to see good you. But hey, before I let you go, though, for yeah. everybody out there watching and listening right now yeah. who would uh, like to maybe connect with you, learn more, or follow along with your journey, yeah. what's the easiest way to do so? Yeah, I
0: think the best is just to go through the website itself. So there's DealersUnited.ca that you can have from the Canadian perspective. You can reach out to me at Kevin O at DealersUnited.com and give you that opportunity to kind of see what we're about from that perspective. Mm -hmm. There are two pillars to our business. We've got Dealers United, which is the the full stack social only agency. We only do social, we don't do SEO, we don't do reputation management, we don't do programmatic. We are social and experts at it and that's how we kind of build ourselves through. If you're a digital agency right now that's looking to expand your offering to your existing clients, we offer what's called BuyerBridge, which is the software as a service that allows you to integrate all four of these platforms, one dashboard and deploy ads on all four within seconds. So it gives you that great opportunity to to have two different pillars of business depending on what you're there. And that's the best way to reach out. We're new into Canada. We've been in the US for five, six years. There's over a thousand dealers
1: on that side, brand new into Canada. Let's have you on board. Well, they picked the right Canadian to do it, man. There we go. It's so good to sure see so. you. Thank you so much. Thanks right, for thank you tuning you.
0: in to the Matador Podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Be sure to check out the full podcast library at matador.ai to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe.